It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Yeah, when you get used to it. Gosh, no. so fun. So fun. Okay. It sounds like a country song. There are no trains in Florida. No. <laughs> but there's only just the tracks. That's right. <laughs> just the tracks. So if you're listening for that whistle, just sit back and relax. Because it ain't right. there. <laughs> That's right. Yay. A song Yay. is sung by Alan Bradley. Oh. My middle name and last name sounds like a country singer. So Wait, my family makes a joke all the time. Alan Bradley. Alan Bradley. Wait, actually, yeah. yes. My, okay, my best friend's middle name is Alan, too. It's my it's dad's my name. It's my dad's middle name. That's my dad's funny. first name. A-L-A-N? Yep. Okay. I think I think Jackson's is A-L-L-E-N. I okay. used, that's how I used to spell it like, when I was younger. And they'd be really? like, Nick, that's not how you spell your name. Really? And I'd be like... Mm. Well, the ends firm disagree. It's but hard okay. when you've got a middle name though, because that's not the one that you learn. Right. Mine is Allison, and I used to do A L L O S O N Allison. Oh yeah, oh, that's funny. But then when I when I started to get older, and you know, you want to buy your kid all of these personalized things. There's right. nothing, Krista, nothing. So everything I had mm. as a kid was Allison. Allison. That's funny. Oh, yeah. See, I did not have that problem as Emma. That's true. Yours is muy common. I didn't have it, Very. that problem yeah. either. No. My no. sister, on the other hand. What's her name? Kirsten. Oh, oh I have a friend named Kirsten. K-I-E-R-S-T-E-N. And Does everything everyone call her Kirsten? Is always, everyone calls her Kirsten. Because everything's always spelled K-I-R-S-T-E-N. Yeah. My mom's name is Kristen, but some people are like, Kirsten? Kirsten? Like, okay. Yeah. That's what mine was, too. It's Christy, Crystal, Kristen. My name is fully Nicholas. My dad's name is Nathan. So we both start with an N. We have the same initials. But I look so much like my dad that all of my extended family for my whole life has always called me Nathan. Like, like on, like, not even thinking. Yeah. Because I also, when I was really young, if you put a picture of my dad when he was, like, a toddler versus me you can't Mm -hmm. there's no way of telling the difference that's what my son is like now i actually showed him a picture of myself in the fifth grade yeah which is not necessarily the prettiest picture of me out there with my new kids in the block sweatshirt tucked into my jeans you and my mom iconic i showed it to my son and i said who is this he's like that's me i said nope See, my, no. I don't feel like I look exactly like one of my parents. I mean, when I was younger, everyone said I looked like my dad. Now people say I look more like my mom. But, like, me and my siblings all look exactly the same. Because we're, like, all, like, weirdly, okay. like, the same mixture of my parents. But if you just saw one of my parents, maybe, you probably wouldn't be like, oh, So their genes the are very effective together. Then. They are. Because, okay. like, I, here, I'll show you. See, <laughs> all of my, like, if I stand next to my mom, you're going to be like, Holy shit! You was she like here this weekend? She was. I didn't get to meet her. She was. She'll be back. Okay. Um, my mom will be here this weekend. And my dad is coming back for opening in the gala. Um, oh yeah, that's this week. We're actually sweet. opening the show I know, this week. Thank Jesus. It doesn't feel. Have like you seen it. the tickets? We're yeah, sold out. We're sold out tomorrow or Thursday. What, I don't even know what today is. I don't either. It's okay. not there yet. My friends were like getting tickets. I was like, oh my gosh. People so, were like, can we still get like rush tickets? I was like, guys, um, no, no. Don't there's get like rushed. single seats left, y'all. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, no. So because everybody moved their oh, tickets. Oh, we're recording. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh we are. We never tell you. Oh, my gosh. Great. <laughs> this is, this is how we start all of our podcasts. No, okay. this is how we start because it's I easier love. just to be like, we're here. Yeah. This is life. And we don't. It is life. It's not real formal. Mm-hmm. I know that's shocking that I don't 
host I know, a that is, formal that is podcast. Shocking. As <laughs> high maintenance shocking. and detail-oriented as I am. Yes, of course. I love, I think, Ben, I was telling you this, that they're doing cast superlatives, which first off, I'm like, yes. I don't know. Oh, I means. forgot we're doing those. That's Friday, I think. So it's yeah. like, most likely to dot, dot, dot. Some of them were like, what, most likely to fall on stage on you got stage. that one already so you win that okay yeah listen. that was terrible no that, that was, was not bad. your fault was that was so frightening no, actually it's okay it was so was funny enough. what else do they have there was um most likely to get covid the day before we opened oh we did have that one <laughs> wait, well we added it we added wait oh, oh i didn't know we added it i didn't well, know we, had we added well, it of course well there's two winners for that. that one well it's lake though because oh, it's day before day at least before. tom gave us like tom gave us a day like tom gave us some warning poor tom and both of them are still not feeling amazing. Really? Yeah. Okay. This, this COVID, or COVIS, as my grandma calls it. She calls it COVIS. I love she that. She had the Minerva shot. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with that. The COVIS. <laughs> the Minerva shot of the McGonagall variety? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, she wouldn't know obsessed. that one. But okay, yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. And my son's name is Gab. There's no E on any birthday card he receives. That's iconic. That's, I love her. I She's love 92 that. and Aww. one of the funniest women I've ever met in my life. I love my grandma too. But yeah, so these cast superlatives, what. Uh, there was like also who's gonna bail you out of jail, which I did not win. I I, I voted, voted for you. you. I don't think I'm winning. Who Most do you think people are voting win? for? Matt Sierra. Oh, I which I'm like, I didn't oh, know if he was on there. I yeah, mean, I can see that, but I feel like I if feel like you I would bail me out of jail. Text you and be like, or like you were my one call because I don't have anybody around me in Columbus. I'd be like. Krista, like, I'm in jail. Can you come Also, the thing me? is, like, like Matt, he has like, a scooter. Yeah. So, like, you would just oh, be able to true. get there a lot faster. He'd be yeah. like, it's going to be a couple of like, hours. Uh, that would just be hard, like, yeah. on the scooter to get me out of jail. I had heard that it was between me and Tom. And then, of course, the ones that yeah. were my students are like, oh, no, I didn't put you down at all. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> That's comforting. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, kids. At least they're honest, I guess. They, no, they're, they are brutally honest. The ones that have well, worked with me are now brutally honest because I think that they... There's a whole different side now. Right. right. I'm not the instructor. It's like the professional level. Like, yeah. Now yeah. it's like, oh, we're Co-workers. cool. We're cool yeah. now. Well, we're that's cool. like kind of how, it, I mean, Tom, Tom is my professor, so it's like, also, yeah. it's weird, like, yeah. now being in the show with him, but yeah. Is it weird, though? I guess not. It, like, was, it, yeah. I thought, it, it, like, in, it sounds like it would be weird. And right. at first I was like, oh, maybe this will be weird, but honestly, no. Yeah. I mean, Tom is just an angel, so. Tom, Tom Warren, who's been on the podcast mm-hmm. before. Oh, wow. Gosh, when was he on? Two years ago, maybe? He was toward the beginning, I feel like. Uh, anything that was over the past two years. Yeah, we have no recollection. The COVID yeah. interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Zooms. But Tom was on here, and Tom was your professor yes. at Otterbein, because you're going into junior. I'm going to into my junior year. Into junior year at Otterbein. Mm-hmm. You're going into junior at Kent. At Kent State, yeah. At Kent State. And I'm going into my junior year. No. Of course. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I paid off college. 2020. It was a beautiful thing. That's, That's impressive. It took a long time. Yeah. It took a very long time. Right. My yeah, my parents are still paying theirs off. Mm-hmm. We're like Kent like just put in this new scholarship program. Um, where if I get it and I should get it, I should be able to pay off my college three years after I graduate. Perfect. That's and so I'm nice. like That's... please get it yeah, done please. and out of the way. People that are complaining about getting student debt paid off now, I don't have any problem. It's like if you can help this generation, right. please do. No, right. don't right. let them go through what right. we had to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's right. not and college is so it's such a big burden. It is. It yes. is. It is. But it's it's a good thing. Right. It's a good thing. So I wanted so this is we we should introduce you guys. Oh, so hello. tell tell your name. Oh wait, where are the cameras? Oh, All over. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> we fancy. So wow, y'all are really fancy. This is why I said shower before. 
Thank you. You know, for that. I did shower. That's you really did. That's why we were actually. late. I did yeah. shower. Oh, okay. I went to the gym and then I showered. Not my hair, but you know the body. That's what's important. That's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. It's just yeah. private skin. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's what you gotta hit. PTA. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you are originally from Sarasota, Florida, mm-hmm. and my name is Emma Rose Johnson. Hi, cameras. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm going to be a junior at Otterbein mm-hmm. University. I'm from studying musical theater. theater. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I am Nick Bradley. I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio, um, so not that far away. Mm. And yeah, I go to Kent State for musical theater. Yes. Yeah. Love it. So you guys, you're some of the older members, if you will. You're veering toward the older edge of yeah. the cast. Yeah, I so, yeah. Because we've got, how many do we have? 20 total? <clears throat> so 18, 20? Um, it's a pretty small cast. It's So if you count, there's five girls and six boys and then the two adults, so that's 13. And then we have, like, six, six? ensemble members. So, like, 19, 19? 20. Yeah. Okay. Right around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, and all of our ensemble members, with the exception of Sarah, mm-hmm. are all high, high school. school. Yeah, they're interns. What's interesting is a, a lot of the, like, majority of those of us are in college are sophomores in college. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's going really into weird. Year, yeah. A lot There's of a lot of us. Yeah, because yeah. I think the only graduates, then, are Hunter, Hunter and, and Lake. Lake. Yep. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everybody else is in college or high school. Well, yep. Yeah. Tom and I are clearly not. <laughs> I mean, either one. I of would us. believe hey, it. No, you could fool anybody with that not, wig. Not, that wig. That I wig love is that wig. It is beautiful. It's iconic. It doesn't always fit. I feel like my head grew. Oh, it, from the you time know. that they measured to the time that we put it on. Mayhaps. Mayhaps, but it's mayhaps. Yeah, it is lovely. It is. It is quite lovely. The last show I Rock did it. that I had to wear a wig was not. Quite as lovely. The, oh, no. the Saturday Night Fever dead, dead animal. Dead animal. Yeah. Um, and Edward oh, no. will even say it. But mm. then in the opera, I was playing a torturer. Oh. Right. And oh. so I was like, oh, cool. They gave me this brilliant jacket. You remember the gray one, Ben? Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. It had like buttons oh, wow. all around. It was from the Ooh. Met. It was this uh. gorgeous, heavy gray wow. coat. Sign me up. With like tight black pants and tight boots underneath. Because I was literally torturing the right. opera singer. Right. And then they were, they were, I was like, so what for hair? And they're like, why don't you put it half back? We're going to grease it. Not the grease. Oh. So it's like stringy and greasy. Oh, looks like no. It looks like I hadn't showered in a good four Woo! or five weeks. It's like, I mean, when that's you're great. torturing people. I'm a pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No affirmations. It's weird to play the characters on stage. I am not an ingenue. Mm-hmm. I will never, have never would ever be an ingenue. So mm-hmm. I don't get the pretty dresses and pretty wigs. But this show is nice. I do. Yeah. You get some nice stuff. You got some good stuff on I'm this I'm waiting one. Yeah. for you to like 15 years down the line, you could play Dolly and Hello Dolly and wear all the pretty dresses. That I feel like be you'd nice. be a great Dolly. No, you yeah. would. Yeah. I like other people casting me. It gives me hope. No, you definitely. Could, I totally could see you as Hello Dolly. <laughs> I see it. Not to sing it like that, though. Oh, so exactly. let's start. So you guys both grew up musical theater. Mm-hmm. For the yes. most part, okay. yeah. Yeah, I've done it since third grade. Okay, so. first show? Um, oh my gosh. Probably, like, high school musical and at, like, some, like, dance academy. I don't even know. I've done, like, I grew up doing this theater troupe, so we would do, like, okay. little numbers from mm-hmm. different musicals. So probably, like, the first thing I remember was we did, um, what's it called? from? Oh, from Telephone Hour, Going Steady! Oh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Or, no, Telephone Hour from, from Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Yeah. I messed that up. But yeah, so I did that, 
And yeah, so I was in that troupe for eight years, and then I went to performing arts high school, and okay. now I go to Otterbein. Okay. So yeah, oh, wow. all right, all the mm-hmm. way down. Yeah, I like. I had a best friend that I loved to death. Her name is Cassidy, and I've known her since preschool. So like, okay. literally, essentially, mm-hmm. as far, right. far as I can remember. And she did theater all through like um, elementary school, and mm-hmm. then in sixth grade, she was like, "You should like try out for theater." And I was okay. like. Okay, and at the time they were doing Music Man, and okay. so I auditioned and was in the ensemble for my first okay. show, and I was one of the little band boys in Music Aww. Man, and I did it all through high school, okay. um, and then was like, told my parents I was going to do it in college, and they were like, and? And I was like, and bye. dance, <laughs> like that's about it, and they were like, great. Cool. And so, but eventually, when we went to like Unifieds, my dad saw yeah. how hard I was working at Unifieds, yeah. and I think that's when it clicked for him. And he was like, "Okay, okay. this is, this what is you a career, do. yeah, right." It's a scary career. Mm-hmm. It is, you yeah, know. definitely. Not a whole lot of job security. There's not, but no. there's other opportunities, as, right. yeah. as I've discovered in my later years, if you will. Right. There's so much you can do with it. Yes, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm I'm happy here in Columbus that there's opportunities, and that, that we can yeah. bring people in and. But I gotta say, y'all, I mean, I can't toot this horn enough. Our show is damn good. It, it really is. is. Yeah, it, it, is it really is. is. Uh, Tom, actually, Tom Warren, who's playing opposite me, adult male, mm-hmm. um, adult authority figure, which I don't feel comfortable using. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, we're the most immature people in the cast. Yeah, but <laughs> you're worse than the high but schoolers. you play the big, scary adults. Y'all are that... scary. Yeah, I know. We're horrible humans. Proud. Um, Come on, Frau. But he saw it on Sunday. Did you guys know that? Yes. That's what I Emma told me. Just told and me I was that. like... Because I just was on the phone what? with Tom. And Tom was like, oh, I saw it. It was so good on Sunday. I was like, Tom, you were there? What? I know. I yeah. did. I had no idea he was there. And I, I had to rush know. out to go do a drag show. But... Oh, um, which you were great. He, he texted right after. And he was just like, this show is coming together beautifully. You are stunning up there. And I was like, what? You were there? I know. Yeah. And I think Lake was there on Sunday, too. Did he watch it or did he just stop in? He, he just, just stopped, stopped in. Because okay. he had to get more Some COVID tests. tests. Yeah. But we I are, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is COVID in the life of 2022. Yes. Yeah. We test now every day. Daily. We do. I yeah. somehow we conquered it. We had to do anyway. How did yeah. you do that? That's a good I'd question. Like so for the audience, if you don't know, um, my character Ventla has a very... Um, <laughs> Close relationship. Ha- close relationship. Yeah. Oh, we have. I have a passionate sex scene with Melchior, who is played by, um, not Nick, by Lake. Lake. <laughs> not Nick. Surprise, Lake. <laughs> um, you're actually playing Melchior. Um, but yeah. So we were making out like every single day, mm-hmm. and then he tested positive for COVID, and I was freaking out. I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. like, there's no way I avoided we this. We were ready for you to go. Everyone oh, was ready. Everyone, everyone was, was prepared. Everyone you to was go expecting out. me to get COVID. I have never prayed harder in my entire life. <laughs> Every day during Purple Summer, I was like, please, please, God, don't let me have COVID. Yeah. Um, I somehow didn't have it. So nope. maybe I had had it still, earlier this yeah. semester. So knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I got incredibly lucky with that one. Because we had Sydney out, who's also, she is Ilsa, yes. one of the other females. She was, she, luckily, she was out at the beginning. Of she was yeah. out at the beginning. Which is nice. That was a lot. She, she missed, missed a lot. lot. Like the she whole show was blocked, basically. Yeah. By the luckily, time she got back. luckily, she has a few big breaks in the show because mm-hmm. she's kind of there in the beginning, in the yeah. middle, and then at the very yeah, she's the princess track. So she does have the princess track. Yeah. But she's luckily great. that she is great. Luckily she was she's so talented and she was mm-hmm. able to like step in and get stuff yeah. figured out. Right. Yeah. And then we had a couple of the other right staters that had to stay home. Because they had yeah. a big outbreak on right. campus. Yeah. And... It's right. been a lot. 
Yeah. It definitely has, but I'm just, like, so grateful we're able to open mm-hmm. on Thursday with everybody. Everybody knocking again. Yeah. We opened for the public right. Saturday mm-hmm. with two understudies. Yes. Which we all were biting our nails over. More, oh. I mean, I think they yeah. were obviously more than we Having were, Having learned the show in two rehearsals. Two rehearsals. Yeah. And, my gosh. And they did it. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. Neither of them had a book. Nope. And not like little ensemble tracks. Like, no, like the, the leads. The leads. Mm-hmm. Like fully like <clears throat> the leads of the show. Fully like monologues on stage. Where you're off stage for maybe two numbers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they did it. And like, they you did know, it. our show came up and it was great to have an audience. And it was. And people couldn't even tell. A lot of people no. were like, had what? you not said anything about mm-hmm. the understudies, we wouldn't right. have even thought twice. We wouldn't have known either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, it they were exhausted. Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah. I did have fun. There's a scene where Nick Lignowski, hi was one of the ones that filled in for Tom. And in the moment on Sunday, when I have to speak to him, when you guys are about to leave the classroom in the beginning, he and I have a conversation off to the side, and it's usually just like, you know, let's get that let's get that mortgage diesel out of here. Yeah. So on Sunday, I was like, so thanks for filling in. Um, I just want to let you know, after today, we're going to let you go. Oh, <laughs> that's so We're good. sending you to a higher place. That is And so he's good. like about 50 feet up that way. I said, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so it was... It was nice, and he did such a great job. He just, again, you wouldn't have known. No, and and had anything gone wrong, I mean, in literally the one rehearsal where um, our Melchior needed to come on, you guys were just firing off, like, jokes at each other. I was like... Yeah, it was stand-up. Shut up. I was like, you guys can cover for anything happening. It wouldn't be good. Oh, it was good. I enjoyed it. I personally enjoyed the spring making comedy hour within the Mm -hmm. storyline at all. But is any of this are any of the songs within the storyline? So let's explain this in the terms that you guys interpret the show. Spring Awakening is kind of a weird show. Yeah, Yeah. baseline. Like if you're just explaining it, it's weird. So it started, and you can speak to this because you did this at Mm -hmm. Otterbein. It started as a play written in 1892, I think. Yeah, Yeah. shortly after it's when it's set. Bendikids. Um, really horribly dark, oh, awful extremely dark. play that was severely controversial at the time that they banned. couldn't even play it. It in, was banned yeah. in Germany mm-hmm. for years. Would they do it in Dutch or something like that? I think so. Somewhere else. They, they performed it elsewhere, but it was like really strictly forbidden in Germany. Mm-hmm. And then it also it moved ended up moving to America where it was a little bit more widely like read, but yeah. it still like it was wasn't like, performed because it, it deals with. Masturbation, suicide, homosexuality, homosexuality, abortions. teenage sex. Yeah, she's fourteen in that script. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Abortion, suicide, like name yeah. it, uh, name it. It's there. I mean, sexual abuse within the mm-hmm. family, like that within the household. Yep. Like, yeah, it has a lot of heavy topics. It very does. heavy. Yes, but like the cool thing about the musical um, is that it finds like the joy through mm-hmm. like throughout this darker story, which I think that's what I I told. Um, when we were interviewed for the Broadway World interview, like, mm-hmm. it's, it really is, like, there is a lot of joy in the story, which I think, like, people, when they go into it, and they're like, oh my gosh, there's, like, an abortion, there's suicide, yeah. like, all these things we've listed, like, it's hard to focus on those things, but really, like, we end the show with this beautifully hopeful song called mm-hmm. The Song of Purple Summer, and that song, to me, is just, like, almost, like, a prayer to mm-hmm. our, like, nation, to, like, everyone, um, because, like, these issues are still going on today. It's still relevant. This show is way too prevalent, it's to be frank. Way, I mean, way, it's way, way, I mean, if we're prevalent. talking about what we, not to get too political, but with what we have going on with, A, the Don't Say Gay Bill, mm-hmm. which 20 years before the show was written was the first time homosexuality was written into law. Yep, right. Um, and written as unnatural and forbidden. And then mm-hmm. now we have 
Roe v. Wade seemingly mm-hmm. is going to be overturned by the Supreme Court, and we have an illegal abortion that takes place and ends horribly in horribly. our show, right. obviously. And so there's just so many, and like the exploration of uh, Moritz being possibly a gender queer mm-hmm. trans character on mm-hmm. top of like sort of our vision for that, it's just kind of like. I think we all knew it was connected to the real world, but then Roe v. Wade happened, and we were all kind of like, Wait. it's literally hitting yeah. every yep. point of our show. Yeah, right. It's yeah. For for both Tom and I, and I speak from coming from the mother's side of things, right. this show is, it is painful to come at this as a mom. Right. Oh, yeah. But the idea that the adults who seem to be horrible, and yeah, they make some really bad choices, mm-hmm. they don't know any better. Right. Yeah. And this is where we're coming from. It's just yeah. like, are we willing to take a look at this and be willing to change? Right. Or do we just be like, well, but this is the way it's always been. And, and I think... This is where we go. I right. think there's that dynamic of... And this also kind of harkens back to Purple Summer. Every generation has sort of the mistakes that we make along the way. And mm-hmm. then I learned from the generation, like my yep. parents' generation yep. and my grandparents' generation mm-hmm. and the ma- mistakes they sort of made there. And even though there is like that over, over, in all like all encompassing darkness of the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. it even speaks to how every generation, even a generation from 1891, still has the same sort of hope for the future mm-hmm. right. that yeah. our generation has. Totally. Yeah, and that's, like, the beautiful thing about, like, Spring Awakening the musical is because where the play, it might be a little harder to see those, the lines being drawn. The musical literally takes you out of the world of the play. Like, Mm -hmm. we are actors doing the play, and then the song starts, and, like, literally the lights change on stage, and we're brought into the 21st century, and we're singing songs like Totally Fucked, The Bitch of Living, and, like, all of these songs that you would maybe hear on the radio, yeah. but it's reminding you that these st- these same, like, struggles are mm-hmm. so relevant today. So yeah. I just love and that. And I love that the music brings you into that right. familiar sense, Yeah, because that's what we do. I mean, at least for me, it's like I go through something, and I find the song that matches that. Yeah. I right. go to the music. I go to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's like this matches my mood right now, and right. that's that's what I love about the show. Totally. Is though the music doesn't fit eighteen ninety one. Yeah, it's like, but this is what we would do. I yeah. think it's so also geniusly written. I mean, we look at musical theater, and we all expect the songs to push the plot mm-hmm. and like action to happen through song. And I think that one thing that Spring Awakening does extremely successfully that not a lot of other mm-hmm. composers besides Duncan and Sheik could have done mm-hmm. is it doesn't move the plot forward and it digs into the emotion right. of the it, moment. It like reflects on it. Yep. It like no song pushes any except maybe arguably totally fucked. Because yeah. in that like it does he ends up that. admitting yeah. to it and stuff. Right. But and that's one of the only songs that has dialogue in the in middle it. Yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And whispering. And whispering. Mm-hmm. Which same mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, but There's it's like the action's happening, there. but then Ventla is seeing that and like reflecting on the action. It is yeah. very hard to see you in that scene because that, that scene that I have with um, Gabor, right? When everything is kind of determined and I can see you in the back, that is painful, right? It is this, again, coming at this as a parent, like this show is really hard. Like I didn't have enough right. mom guilt as it is. Now it's just. Right. And how is that like transitioning so fast? Because I mean, I don't know if y'all know, but as the adult authority figure, Krista has to change between how many characters? Six. Six different and characters. And one that song within seconds. Yeah. Two songs I change within yeah. the song. Yeah. Um, to completely different characters. Like, how is that transitioning? Especially in Whispering when you go from the scene with me. I think that it's obviously when you go backstage, there's, there's methods, there's things you do as an actor. I've seen you 
come to your process moment. Yeah. You've probably seen me doing my process yeah, moments yeah, yeah. backstage. We are such dorks, aren't we? We're all so <laughs> we're all like clanking like backstage. Like, oh, yeah. literally like But just taking that moment to you know, there's some scenes it's just like, okay, let's go on. Yeah. Right. No problem. But those scenes that I have to switch immediately is like I gotta shut everything off for thirty yeah. seconds and just be here. Mentally switch, mentally go out before the funeral. Yeah, I oh have to gosh. listen to that entire piece of of dialogue. Right, uh, me too. And just set into that, which yeah. sucks. And but yeah. I think my biggest moment backstage that I have to like, I face a corner of a wall and I just mm-hmm. sit is um, during Blue Wind. Don't do sadness, mm-hmm. and it's just like I just have to listen. Yep. And then there's the moment when it gets to Sage's monologue mm-hmm. as Moritz. Um, that I literally, and I, tr- I remove myself as much as I can mm-hmm. and put Ernst into situation yep. as much as my- I can. So I process it as if what Sage is saying yeah. or Moritz is saying is how Ernst is finding out that mm-hmm. Moritz passed. Same. And so that's, that's how exactly I, where I am so too. then like when I come on stage, like I'm a hot mess, mm-hmm. like every time I'm yeah. like crying on no, stage. It is so, uh, this sounds terrible, but it is very funny to hear you guys try to sing. Like you can tell nobody's faking it. And it now times out that when, uh, cause I'm like the last of the kids to go to the grave besides Mm -hmm. when Elsa shows up and when I go up, it's, we're supposed to sing and I never, I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I'm not going to sing this. I'm going to throw my little rose and do my little. But it's just, it is so interesting. Like, especially in that scene, like that's when I'm like. When we worked on on Left Behind, that's when I realized I was like, wow, everybody in this show is such a smart actor because, like, seeing everyone's different reactions to the moment, mm. um, and, like, you can clearly see everyone's individual relationship to Moritz, mm-hmm. even if it was the, it was a, the weird kid at school, you just, you pass every once in a while yeah. and roll your eyes at, or if it was your best childhood friend, like, right. that's one of this for Vendela, so. And I mean, yeah. I think it's also, aside from the characters, I feel like it's a time it's really the only time we're on stage besides Purple Summer that we're all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we're all to, except, yep. for, except for Oh, we're not there the with person. Purple Summer anymore. Oh, I know. They right. kicked Y'all it are. out. Well, because the adults cause everything. No. <laughs> right. Well, everyone's um, there except Moritz. Except Moritz. I mean, Moritz is there in and I And I think is, yeah. that is what makes it so, like, I feel this warmth of the community of, mm-hmm. like, just us as actors, as yeah. people. Like, that is the most support that I feel on stage. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, just that one person not being on stage just, like, takes it's all huge. of us. Yeah, and it just, right. like... I think uh, the first times we did it, Sage wasn't there. And Sage it was wasn't like, there at all. Huh, huh. Was, you yeah, can't yeah. go backstage and see Sage. Sage isn't there. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it oh. was Yeah. It's, Ooh. the show is so emotional in itself, but I agree with you. There's there's this group on stage that has just found this thing. I mean, 100%, Edward, right. thank you. For oh, yes. Absolutely. That was a great treasure. And giving us the freedom to explore these things right. that... Yeah. I, I remember hearing a conversation between some of the younger actors that are like, I've never been to a funeral before. I remember hearing that It too. was like, wow. hold on wow. to that as long as you can. Seriously. Right. I mean, Seriously. Because yeah. I, was, I was real young when I went to my first funeral. And I think that's part of what... I think that was the first... This is getting so dark. Sorry. Spring Awakening, dark. So we're going to talk about dark <laughs> stuff, guys. Um, but also hopeful. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think there was that moment in my life that like you kind of realize that how fragile life Mm -hmm. itself is and I think reliving that as Mm -hmm. a younger person through the show is also just so it like the whole show is like so like rock song Mm -hmm. rock song rocks like Mm -hmm. life sucks blah 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 and then you get to it and you're like 
sure life sucks, but like she'd be brief and painful. Yeah, yeah. and so I don't know, it's just that moment that yeah. like and watching you all from the wings. Like Krista the first time we did it and you were a mess and I walked oh, on stage yes. and I was like I was like, I'm gonna hold it in this time. <laughs> and then I just couldn't. Yeah. I can't look at you guys coming in. There's uh, it, it's too much. It's too much. But it also, I was actually talking with our podcast guest this morning yeah. explaining the funeral scene. And I was like, the day after, I'm just so, so tired from crying. And I was like, oh, I'm PMSing. Oh, that's why. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. But I <laughs> mean, thug. the show is exhausting. Like, like It is exhausting. It is. I, and Edward said this, like, early on, like, this is not going to be a show where you can just go, like, party right after, like, and just be, like, totally without it. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, it definitely sits with you. And that's what I was telling my mom the other day, like, on Sunday after the show. She was like, how you feel? I'm like, I'm good, but, like, I'm excited to have two days without mm-hmm. being, like, whipped and uh, yeah. losing my best friend mm-hmm. and, like, dying. And... and being taken away from your mom in your last moments. Right. Like, oh, it's horrible. Like, it's horrible. Uh, but at the same time, like, the, the show, like, I just am, I think the pr- Song of Purple Summer is not only a gift to the audience, but also to the actors. Because oh, it is a catharsis for us. Yep. It's, like, really, like, we... We're like, oh my god, we just told that story, but like, also there's so much hope because like, yeah. this is to the audience, like this is like a welcoming to make things better, you know. And mm-hmm. something that my my one of my grandpa my grandma came to see it this mm-hmm. Sunday for Mother's Day with my mom. Happy Woo! Mother's Day! And listen, I warned her. I was like, you don't have to come. Yeah, I'm not gonna be offended. But she really wanted to see it, and mm-hmm. she came. And after they left, and I texted my mom, and I was like, "Okay, what did Grandma say when she got in the car? Yeah. Like, what is like, what's her actual opinion?" Deal. And my mom was like, "She was extremely surprised at how well handled the serious topics mm-hmm. were, wow. and she said that it really brought to light to her how little things have changed." And how wow. prevalent the story still yeah. is. And that's crazy your grandma saying mm-hmm. that. Because mm-hmm. even her, I mean, even her generation had the same sort of mm-hmm. dealing with the mistakes of yeah. her grandparents mm-hmm. and all right. of that. And so I thought it was really, it hit me hard. I was mm-hmm. like, being at that part in your life and yeah. still being able to be like, it's still relevant. So it's, yeah. It's an eye opener. It is. For yeah. sure. This is... Definitely for me, one of the biggest acting challenges I've had. Oh, God. Right. Um, I can imagine. But in the same sense, there's such a camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. such a supportive spirit. I think that that's why we have gelled, because we mm. have to. You have to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And just relying on each other to be there and support. And I mean, the original yeah. cast talks about how much it shaped their lives mm-hmm. in right. creating it and stuff. And I was I was like, and I was like, okay, I'm sure it did, whatever, yeah. you know. But then you get into it, and you're like, wow. you're mm. mourning, you're grieving, mm-hmm. you're living with yeah. this group of people on stage a life worth of pain every night and it's just like mm-hmm. it forces you to like right to check become, in yeah. yeah definitely but what's also like so great like what's so fun about this show it's just like the ups and downs it switches so fast mm-hmm. and like we go from left behind we have a scene after going to our friend's funeral to get into totally fucked which is like you yeah. get a, a scene. party yeah you yeah, don't hey. even have that <laughs> you get to walk off stage put right. on a black robe we and go literally back on. stand back there going <laughs> Right. Okay, teachers. From the boutique. Yeah, like, it just, but, like, yeah. that's the thing, though, like, because life is like that, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can have one day that is terrible and you're, like, mourning mm-hmm. that, but sometimes, like, the next day you're going to have a great day. Like, yeah. And it yep. is, like, that roller coaster and, mm-hmm. like, but that, that also really brought us together because we are like, okay, okay, we're all blowing our noses Here backstage, but now we have to be like, it's, We yeah. have this little regimen after Left Behind where it's, it's um, me, Ethan, Lily's back there. Um, 
and Zuri, and we all look at each other, and we all go, and, like, pat our tears with our middle fingers. I always wonder what that is, because I'm, like, running through, like, yeah, we're all, you like, and I do some sign language We together. do some sign language, yeah, during Word of Your which Body. Which is very touching. It is. We, yeah. I love that moment. Yeah. Yep. There's... There's always a moment Ethan and I have backstage just before the piano scene. We're just like, let's get back to reality here like, for a yeah. minute. We make fun of each other. I think it was on Sunday. I told Ben this. He's just like, are you tired? I'm really tired. And I was like, you don't say that to somebody my no. age. Like, it's really? Like, I've been told I look tired, too. We are tired. We are yeah, tired. Yeah, we are. It's been a lot. It's been a, definitely a lot. But and, like, last week was very tiring. Mm-hmm. So tired. But even still, just sitting backstage and hearing that first, like, violin, cello. Mm-hmm. That gets me like, every time. It's just this electric feeling. And the mm-hmm. audience just... They're Both in. audiences are in yep. from the I'm moment. I'm so glad they added that that violin solo, too. Because mm-hmm. apparently... So, in the in when you listen to the track, the album, like, that is, like, so iconic. Like, that mm-hmm. violin solo. But it wasn't it's in... It's on the score. It wasn't in the score. Oh, really? And then they were able to, like, add it back mm-hmm. in. And that's, like, so great. Because I just... That is, like... That just, like, is, like, my perfect moment before I'm, like... I always imagine I'm, like, sneaking out to, like, look in the mirror mm-hmm. that I haven't looked at since, like... Yeah. I was a little girl. Yeah. So, it's so fun. And the ability to... I work mostly with you, yeah. besides Tom slash Nick, whoever's right. on stage with me at the right. moment. But you and I have had the ability to constantly work and find new things. Right. And that's, that, to me, is like, this is why we do what we do. Totally. It's never going to be the same. It's never, never. going to be to it the same <laughs> emotional level. Right. But it's making those discoveries every mm-hmm. night and letting that transform you. And I think, Ben, you and I have had this conversation before of just like, is every performance the same? And I was no. like, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. Oh, no, yeah. it definitely can't be. And trying to mm-hmm. repeat anything is never going to be nope. a good idea, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Since it changes so frequently. It does. I mean, we've had, mo- yeah, that first scene especially is like, I feel like there's always some, actually both of our scenes yeah. are always Yeah, every time. Different. They're pretty and Pretty I mean, heavy hitters. Yes. I think one thing that you guys do playing mother and daughter in that first scene that you establish so well from the beginning is the relationship between parents and children. And I think mm-hmm. it's one thing that's so striking about it is there's obviously that parental and like family love there between you guys. Yeah, right. But at the same time, it almost feels like there's a brick wall in between you mm-hmm. two that you're like trying to yell at each other through. And it's like, I almost feel like your character is still almost in the same close to the same headspace as Venla. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even know how to explain. No, right. How no. Children and who knows are if it was ever explained to her, she, you know. I mean, odds are it wasn't. Yeah. No. Odds are not. it wasn't and no. it it was probably explained to her husband mm-hmm. and you know, that's how it came to be, but it's just like and it is a challenge as a parent. I've unfortunately oh, yeah. right. had to have those conversations yeah. right. and that's something that you I remember when when we first got married and had kids, which Happened in the same year. Um, we, oops, oops. <laughs> the I, we had a silly like laugh about oh we're gonna have to talk about sex to these kids. And it was just like oh shit we're gonna have to have a good. Oh my gosh! Scary. I mean that's like bringing like the yeah. real world. Mm-hmm. To, like that's just like sh- like I was talking about like shattering like what you think life is mm-hmm, as right. a kid because I mean you just think it's like as a kid you the just short. think it's simply this like supernatural existence mm-hmm. life is just all like gumdrops and roses right. and occasionally scrape on the knee but like really right. it's, there's just so much well and the more. the idea of 
you know, I grew up with parents that were in kind of the don't ask, don't tell generation. Right. Yeah. And we went to our friends about a lot of things as opposed right. to yep. going to our parents. So there weren't those conversations. Right. We just didn't have them. And how many mistakes were made? And I, you know, I think that that's hopefully starting to lighten up yeah. a little bit. I feel like parents of this generation are starting to be like, you kind of need to ask questions and have yeah. some answers here. Right. It's not going to be pleasant, but I'm going to tell you. Right. Yeah. My parents were always like, I would so much rather tell you than have yeah. you find out from a friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know. and I think there's also that dynamic of when you have a child that's queer, it's mm-hmm. like you don't know what comes with mm-hmm. intimate relationships with queer people. Right. So how do you explain that right. to your child? And so that was one big thing that like when I came out. How old a, were you, if you don't mind? No, um, I was, I was, it was between eighth grade and freshman year of wow. high school. Okay, yeah, I came right. out as, I think I came out as bi first. Uh-huh. Like um, the hardest possible years of your life. Oh, well, wow. my parents were going through a divorce. Okay. Oh my God. Like yeah. <laughs> hot mess Ooh, express. Okay. But um, that was like a conversation that eventually me and my mom had where mm-hmm. it was like, she was so she felt so sorry because mm. she, because I didn't know what gay was I didn't know that it existed but it's never but it wasn't anything she had against gay people or mm-hmm. anything like that she just right. simply nothing she had experienced right. she didn't know how to talk about it right. her generation doesn't know how to talk about it no, right. and so it's almost just like even if your parent could say something, it's like, don't know what to say. Yeah. How do I tell my right. child that I can't relate to really at all about this? Mm-hmm. Right. How to go through it? And mm-hmm. so. Yeah. But sometimes that I think is a comforting thing in itself. Oh yeah. For for an adult, and that's kind of what I've learned through parenting is like first apologize right. to kids mm-hmm. when right. you do wrong. Yep. If you screw up, tell them. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That was my fault. Yep. Right. And take that burden. But also, just right. when you don't know something, it's okay. Yeah. Right. Because as parents, they think we know everything. Yours are younger. Yeah. You still know everything. Yeah. Mine are beginning to realize mom doesn't know everything. Like, last night I went in and Jack was reading a book and, and he was explaining to me uh, that it's a book called Dog Man. Oh, I love Dogman. My I brother reads that. I have been previously exposed to Dogman. Mm-hmm. So, and he was like, see, he's got stitching on his neck because apparently they sewed the dog's head onto a person's body and that's how Dogman became right. Dogman. Right. Wow. And okay. I looked at it and I said, it kind of looks like like a beard. I think that might be what that is. He goes, no, daddy, look. And he flips to the page and right there. And he yeah. shows me. And he's like, you know what, buddy? You're right. I was wrong. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. right. Thanks for telling me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I think about how that would have been different in our when we were growing up. Yeah, very different. No, you're still wrong. Right. Just because you're a child. Don't look it up. You're just wrong. Don't look it up. You're just wrong. Well, we didn't have access to... every. We talked about this again. I feel like our podcasts today are just bookending (laughs) one another. Um, My girlfriend, Melissa, was on. Yeah. She is my age, a little bit older, but just talking about how different things were and how we don't want that for our kids. Right. And our kids are able to make different decisions and choices. No, it's not easy. Right. I promise you it's not. You guys kind of know where my family is. Yeah. Um, but it's also just like, I'm okay saying to you, I don't get this, mm-hmm. but I love you. Right. I'm here to do what we can for you. Right. right. Just keep us and posted like on where you, you are. Can do as a parent, you know. Yeah. And I think one thing I praise and adore my parents for is even though we fall very differently on like the political opinion spectrum mm-hmm. or on any given thing we'll have an argument about and it's yeah. not it's never negative it's always very productive and okay mm-hmm. I can see where you're coming from right. this is where my generation and my mm-hmm. sort of right. clan of people is coming from um, 
and I will praise them till the day I die because mm-hmm. they grew up in a generation where the political views were often passed directly down mm-hmm, and it right. was like this is how it is yep. we hate this other side like there's no you don't even glance at some of their opinions right. and me and my uh, sibling both grew up very my parents would speak their opinions mm-hmm. but it was never forced upon mm-hmm. us it was very much figure out your own things about mm-hmm. life right. this is what I learned and this is why I believe this way yeah. right Yeah. but you have every right to do that yourself how old are your parents my oh, that's a great question. My my mom was born in seventy five. My mom was born in seventy five, and my dad was born in mm. seven, either seventy two or seventy three. Okay. So my dad was six much older than us at all. No. Yeah. I mean, we're we're sort of on the tail end of that generation where mm-hmm. like that was the the norm. Yeah, it's still very much that that way for me and and for you probably, mm-hmm. but yeah, became less as we started to get older and like yeah, right. the 90s. yeah. And we're yeah. the weird we're the weird generation. We didn't grow up with digital. Right. right. We came into the digital uh-huh. world yeah. and had both pieces of it. So we, we're not. We learned what it started from and what it turned into, mm-hmm. and like watching that road gives us kind of a unique perspective. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, imagine like, that. Like how yeah. tech works and like mm-hmm. why it is the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Why it's so and, screwed up. Right. And, and while there's still so many in our yeah. generation that are just on one side of the fence or the other, yeah. right. I'm finding a lot more people are like, you know, I was wrong. Right. Yeah. Tell me about what you think about this, because I think I've been wrong in the way I've been thinking. Right. You know, yeah. that's so willing mature. to change. Yeah. And we don't know what we're doing. Right. No, and that's nobody like the... does. And I think that's a unifying yeah. thing being human. Nobody right. really knows what's going. Nobody knows. We're right. like kind of all just like floating around, hoping for the right. best, yeah. and like discovering yeah. Yeah. life together. And it's why right. I find it so hard to get. Why I'm so confused by people who get angry at other people for their opinions. Mm-hmm. Some I will like strongly agree with, and I will fight you to the day I die on that opinion. Yeah. But there's like this feeling of everyone has that. Yeah. Like they're looking right. at me the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's just this, I don't know. Right. I mean, and also like, I think what's interesting about like the show, which we talked about like in one of, in our table work week, oh, that is that so nice having that. It week. was really was nice. So nice. We um, table work is where we can sit, <laughs> literally work at the table, table and talk through, which a lot of times you don't often get in no. short rehearsal periods. No. no, and we went through everything like historical context and like what was going on at the time, like just mm-hmm. so many different things. But what was really interesting is we talked about we were like even though it, you could look at Spring Awakening and you could be like, yeah, these kids are like having it all right, like we have it all right. But if you think about it. Are the generation of our characters, their children would have been the Nazis. Mm-hmm. So clearly yep. they did not have it all right. Nope. And so I think that's interesting, like, about the mm-hmm. show is exploring, like, yeah, their parents were messed up and, like, everybody's, I mean, yeah. but they clearly weren't perfect either. So, no. Yeah. And some crazy. of those lives don't continue. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if your character's life were to continue, because he talks about mm-hmm. Being... wanting to have a family and be a priest, and, and right. I, that's part of the reason, because. I guess it kind of fits into my coming out story in seventh grade um, was when I discovered Spring Awakening mm. and um, which is because that's like the age of the character so that's mm-hmm. like the pivotal right. time to discover the show and yeah. I was like there's one character that stuck out to me and it's because he liked boys and he mm. knew he liked boys but he knew he had to marry a woman mm-hmm. and that's where my head was at mm. at that age so I immediately connected to Ernst in mm-hmm. that mm. in, in his character Chills. in that way um and that's why it's like getting to play him is just mm-hmm. like almost like going back and healing that part of oh, my cool. life and yeah. like sort of like 
existing in it and like allowing myself to feel the pain that was that time of my life but help show people that it will be okay Mm -hmm. and it ends up okay um but i mean if you think about it in my heart i don't think ernst could have gone on to have a family after hanchen and i think as we've kind of decided as a cast hanchen would have gone on to be a part of the nazi party Mm -hmm. and i mean if you think about it queer people were killed by the nazi party and so it's this this interesting view of would Hanchen have had it out for Ernst because mm. Ernst could have gone out and exposed Hanchen and mm-hmm. been like oh, yeah. that man had things with men I didn't think that so far. it's that well, yeah. sort yeah. of like that you can't oh, play right. on stage but right. sits in the back of your head because yeah. you can't play knowing that future yeah. right. you have right, to play right, the right. hope of mm-hmm. youth and but it's like yeah. that part of you that weighs and then it's just like Ernst does, has no idea what's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. I think the table work allowed us to make them so three-dimensional. Yeah. Where we saw way beyond where the script oh, started yeah. and finished. Oh, you know, everyone's, books. like, fulfilled future. Like, mm-hmm. if they could have everything they wanted. I mean, I think about all the time, like, what if Vendela lived, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Rip. Yeah. And I think <sighs> it's, about that. that's what I loved about table work, because everybody... It's hard not to bring a piece of yourself to the show. Mm-hmm. It's so. And we're actors. We're vessels for the story. Yeah. So of course you're going to be a part. Yeah. You know? And so it was so cool, to, especially when we were like writing out the images or the words that we felt represent our character. Like mm-hmm. just sitting there, I was like, I was shaking when I was saying mm-hmm. mine because everyone just had to overcome me with emotion mm-hmm. with how gingerly they hold their characters yeah. and how much thought they put into mm-hmm. it. Um, and then. Because I've loved the show, like I said, since seventh grade. So then, mm-hmm. when Edward said he wasn't going to teach the Hunch and Ernst scene like a comedy, I was mm-hmm. like, "Thank God!" I was yeah. like, "Because there's so much genuine. It's real. There's stuff there yeah. that a lot of I love the Hunch and Ernst scene. Cute. It is beautiful. It's a cute it's, scene. But I think also because the show came out in two thousand six. Yeah. Homosexual love on stage was still not an okay thing we without were, being jokey. We were about still it. in that era yeah. of. Oh, two men. We're going to have to laugh about it to get through it. Like, And yeah. there, you know what's been interesting, and being older and have been doing this a little bit longer, it's not as weird for me because I know human reactions to awkward moments. I've seen them enough in my life. But yeah. the there laugh. are some scenes where people laugh and they shouldn't. Um, oh, mainly yeah. Mainly when you yeah. are, spoiler, beaten. Yeah. That happens, yeah. For the our Twi- first yeah, two preview first two. performances, people were like so uncomfortable. They were like holding it, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, yeah. And it's not funny. It's not funny, no. but it's a. I mean, I get it. Like when I'm uncomfortable, I laugh. Mm-hmm. Like it. People don't know how to handle they don't know it. What to do with you it. know, there was an. I don't know if you heard it on Sunday. There was an audible gasp yeah. in our last spoken scene. Together. Really? Did you hear I, it? I didn't hear it after the the bottle is thrown. Yeah. There was a. <gasps> Or the realization of what was happening. Oh, I, I think I maybe did hear that when somebody, or there when, was also a reaction when oh, the doctor geez. was like, and the nausea, because I think somebody yep. realized. There, well, my favorite reaction that happened the whole time is after the, what we've loving, lovingly named, the Jizz Boy scene. Um, <laughs> Which we get to walk through. Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> not the, uncomfortable. It's, we're on stage, and it's that scene that sort of like cuts to the middle of that scene where you, where the first time you're like, you, I think you said the line, like, a doctor referred me to you, mm-hmm. and somebody in the audience just went, like, verbally, oh, my God. And yeah. then it got to the line of, is it safe? Is the procedure safe? And, like, I just felt yeah. the realization of the whole audience going, yeah, like, no, this mom is, like... And when he says, we do what we can, Ugh. that line Woo! is horrible. And horrible. then I have to go right back into... 
<laughs> fighting Melchior. Fighting and doing the dirty. Yeah. But it's... This show just reaches... I, I, I can't stop talking it's about it. It's just so that. good. Like, I think it's the best thing I've ever been a part of. Like, I, I, I literally, every time we do it, I we haven't even officially opened yet. Mm-mm. Today in the shower, I was like, I am so sad for this show to end. Like, literally. I don't want it to close. Yeah. I'm already mourning yeah. it closing, and I'm like, I need to not be doing this, but, like, it's so special, and, like, that's why it did hurt mm-hmm. so badly, like, when we couldn't have all of our performances in open last week. But, yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason, so it's It'll all going to work out. out. And we may need to, I think we've needed a little bit more time with everything not Maybe, just for the yeah. sake of the two understudies but we, we learned a lot learned, more we did so we really did and it was nice days. having kind of a soft opening yeah. getting mm-hmm. those reactions because if I would have gone into this Thursday when we have an absolutely sold out house and that was the first time I was doing the beating scene in front of the audience and people mm-hmm. and like because I didn't they know any, and they were yeah. laughing and like people I know are going to be there on Thursday where this past weekend I only had a few people that I knew come and like that would just be that would be very Take like jarring yeah. it, it was and the mm-hmm. first time it happened on thursday i was like oh my god people are like laughing yeah. at this right now and yeah. i'm facing right downstage to the audience so i was like mm-hmm. wow but i think too that there's that the discomfort zone that we are very much welcoming everybody into yeah. it's like you're gonna yeah. come in here and you're gonna not sit comfortably for no. two hours and you shouldn't right. and the kids yeah. I'm sorry, you guys are all kids but the yeah. ensemble students right. who are in the audience i remember the first time so there's six of them that sit out in the house spoiler yeah. there's so many spoilers it's a happy delightful it tap is. dance musical yeah but they sit in the audience and i remember them all coming down like well that was the awkwardest thing in the entire world people looking at them from i was just like i think they're scared because they're afraid that you might be like now it's your turn yeah no. and that might be part of it but it is awkward we don't expect that and, right. and i think Everyone was like really taken by surprise on it by them standing and singing on Saturday, but then at the end of the show when they came on stage with the mm-hmm. mirrors, there was an audible reaction yeah. from the audience when they saw their shirts that mm-hmm. for those who oh, aren't going to see the show aren't able to see the show, they bring on these mirrors that we use. We use imagery of mirrors throughout the whole show, mm-hmm. and they come on stage with these shirts that reflect current w- things that our characters can relate to in the current mm-hmm. world. So like across from Ernst's character, um other Nicholas um, wears a shirt that says say gay on it and then mm-hmm. there's a me too shirt that stands across from Marta and mm-hmm. then there's a there's women's, a women's rights, rights shirt sure. like across mm-hmm. from Vendla yeah. and it's just like there was this reaction from the audience mm-hmm. of oh, oh my god, my god. Yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. what that meant yep and still means and still means yeah and that it keeps going yeah. and I we we're not going to say the final moment but no. that final moment really solidifies oh that oh we're still going it's we're still, still going happening. and we're still finding our purple summer right you know? and that's and we will and then and Tom we and I will, will come so- on stage and right. be like oh we're still here <laughs> we screwed everything no, up no but y'all are killing it y'all are killing you guys it guys do kill it yeah. it is nice to have somebody for me that is closer to my age that you know has gone through and he's had so much experience with youth that he's used to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, going into it with somebody that that we can trust and we have a laugh together and we can be serious and yeah. we can, but yet we walk away from them like oh, okay. It is nice, and I think that that's what the whole cast is beginning to find with each oh, other. Absolutely. Not even beginning. We have yeah. you and I connected before we even started. Yeah. It was just like oh hey love, let's yeah. meet in a couple weeks. So right. You and I right. the same thing. Yeah. It just it felt like this show needed to have that preemptive love underneath it. It almost is like yeah. like almost this separation from the get-go of the show mm-hmm. that at the same time you're like 
you still want to be connected and fully mm-hmm. enthralled in the story, but there's that like little bit of space that you got to give yourself. Yeah. And I think we're all really good at giving each other mm-hmm. that. Right. Like, well, absolutely. Like if you're going on for a serious scene, I will step aside. I won't mm-hmm. talk to you. Right. But then that moment you come off stage and you need that break. I'm, yep. I'm going to be Everyone's there, like, like always here with hugs. Like yeah. I always give Sydney a hug or you a hug yep. after the yep. meeting scene. Yeah. It's, it, I think we've begun to instinctively know what we kind of need from yeah. each other. Definitely. Because there hasn't been a moment where I've been backstage and like, I really need somebody to just be with me right now. It, it, right. It sometimes it just takes know. someone standing next mm-hmm. to you. Sometimes yeah. it just right. takes You're that like, oh, I need <laughs> shared yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. It really is. We're, we're, it is. We're pretty really excited is. about this. So, yeah. In a little bit of wrapping up, my last question, um, what is your favorite song? from the show mm. I know it's hard to so many... I mean whispering I would say okay I mean I'm definitely biased but I love whispering because mm-hmm. it's like Vent like gets to own like everything that happened to her mm-hmm. and originally in the script it wasn't ri- that final lyric or that one of the final lyrics of like and I let him love me so let that be my story that wasn't in the original script mm-hmm. and they were like we need because in the in the play Venda's raped by Melchior mm-hmm. it's not consensual at all in the Broadway in the musical they made it consensual but it was still like the way it was staged mm-hmm. originally was still like a little ooh, like, iffy but then this we've really we worked with an intimacy coordinator Aviva Neff yeah, and we oh, queen and um, we worked really hard to make it more like um, more con- even more consensual mm-hmm. and that Vendla was taking a part in her own pleasure um, I so, mean in reality giving the power back to Vendla because mm-hmm. originally totally. she was portrayed as being helpless and right. meek and unable to control anything right. but it really has handed you totally. as the character the power yeah mm-hmm. and so like that that like the original sex scene like that already helped but then like leading it but then whispering itself is just such like a I just it's such a powerful moment and like the ending moment I always like feel like that I feel like my baby kick for like the first time mm. at the end of that song and that is always just like such a powerful moment to me and yeah just her owning everything that happened mm-hmm. to her is just there's so I, many spoilers so it. sorry sorry if you have no idea what spoilers. you're coming into well, now you do now, now you do <laughs> Ben's like I'm not gonna come see it now <laughs> yeah favorite song uh, this is hard can I say two mm-hmm. yeah okay I have I would say one of the songs is Don't Do Sadness, Blue Wind. Mm. Oh, that. I just, I, and I think that one is simply just because Sage and Sydney just acted so beautifully mm-hmm. and it's such like a cool difference in their characters, but like mm-hmm. that shared moment. And yeah. I think that like later in the show, you see Sydney's character of Ilsa really grieve the fact that the last thing she did to Moritz was yell at him mm-hmm. and then run away. Mm-hmm. And I think. Also, that goes back to the, the original play. In the original play, Ilsa goes back and takes the gun from his hand mm-hmm. because she doesn't want him seen mm-hmm. like that. She wants yeah. people to think that he it was an accident. Like, right. he didn't. Anyway, so love that song. The mm-hmm. other one I would say is not a lot of people know, but Dark I Know Well. Mm-hmm. All of, that's the song between Ilsa and Marta about their shared experience with sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And all of the boys are in it except mm-hmm. me. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, and so okay. the reasoning behind that, and part of the reason I love the song, and it's sort of a moment for me backstage, is Ernst was originally, Ernst originally had a verse in the song with the girls, oh. um, hmm. expressing sort of the same sort of thing. Um, wow. And in the Deaf West version, he signed with the girls wearing an mm. altar boy uniform, and it's sort of this, <sighs> that's, okay. and that's something that I've kind of built in the, into the character myself, so, and also wow. just... 
Zuri and Sydney portray so powerfully that it's that is one of my least favorite songs to do I can imagine because you're yeah Yeah. because you're that play that hard role Mm -hmm. of seeing it happen yeah yep my favorite I have to say I think oddly goes between bitch of living Mm -hmm. and totally fine I kind of knew you were going to say that for me well because I don't have to sing much of anything besides backstage but the joy that is in those numbers for me, because, so I mean, you guys are now in this fold, whether you want to be or not, you guys are my kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have seven students, seven kids I've worked with. I've known Sarah since she was 11. Yeah. Crazy. So seeing these students grow up and then seeing you guys on stage and just like, I can't watch you because I'm not supposed to be, but my heart is just like <laughs> bursting with pride in that scene oh. to see you all having so much fun. It's, it's just like, so and fun. I think you're saying that just brought something to light. And those blah blahs, I feel that age of our characters. When Me too. When we're just run, like literally being children. You are children. You feel it, yep. and you just feel like you're mm-hmm. just life is nothing anymore, right, right. and it doesn't matter. But it's that's just, where ugh. I. That's like my my mama pride yeah. moment in there. Oh. It's just like. Bitch of Living is just so fun. It like, is so fun. It's, it's just so the best. Our choreographer Trevor, whenever he's like saying something is really good, he says boom it, daddy. gets a boom daddy, and Bitch of Living always gets a boom daddy. Hey, the girls in Mama Who Bore Me Reprise are a little jealous, but it's, it's deserved. Okay, but this weekend y'all served, but so we did get a boom okay. daddy this weekend. Yes. So, and I did yeah. boom daddy folding laundry on. Oh, stage. that's right. Yeah, you did. I did say something so. Well, guys, um, you're amazing. Thank you, you for coming and talking. You for we'll, get this, you. we'll get this up so that folks can kind of learn a little bit about it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not spoil it. But um, we are running from now through June 4th at this point. June 5th, I think. We're getting an extension of two shows. Let me 4th just... or 5th. We extended it to June. Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, June uh, 3rd and 4th are our last two oh, okay. shows. Yeah. Yes. So we run every weekend, Thursday through Sunday, with the exception of that last weekend. Yep. So you can go to www.shortnorthstage.org or mycbusarts.com. Dot something. It'll lead you one to the other. Tickets. Um, you can also just Google Short North Stage absolutely. Spring Awakening. Or let us know. Yeah. We'll, we'll call us up. With that. How can they find you online to follow you guys oh. if you're okay with that? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, Your my socials. Instagram is at dilemma366 um, because I always have a dilemma and my name's Emma. So, yeah. 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 Uh, my Instagram is where I, what I'm most active on. It's um, nick dot and then B-R-A-D-L-E two Y's at the end. So Bradley with two Y's. Ay, ay, ay. Yes. And you know me. I'm on that stuff. Period. Yeah, if You're you... on TikTok now. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm not on TikTok. I'm like the I only on person TikTok, in my generation who's not. When Carter posted the video, I was trying to put it up on my Instagram. I know, this is how old I am. <laughs> I'm trying to get a TikTok video to put on my Instagram because that's still pushing it as Instagram. I'm like, no. I'm comfortable with Facebook. No, I, but, got, I feel yeah. But I signed on. And so my eldest last night, <clears throat> who did TikTok for a while, figured out how bad it was and has since not been using it, Mike was like, are you on TikTok? I was like, look, I was trying to watch a video. Yeah. We made a video. video. I needed to pull it up. And I couldn't do it, so I just decided to join. Mike is like, do you even know the song you're dancing to? I said, yes, I do now. It's yeah. Lizzo. Lizzo. Lizzo's great. Yeah. yeah. Mike is like, welcome to TikTok. <laughs> that was the response that That's I got. That's so like, funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Period. Yeah. So I love funny. it. It's fun raising teenagers. Gotta love oh, yeah. it. Gotta Can't love go wrong. It. When you're already a dork. But your kid is like secretly kind of thinking you're cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, 
Don't tell anybody I said that. I'm not <laughs> cool. But thank you guys. Love you. Thank, thank you. Come see Spring Awakening. Yes, come see us. Yay.